Rise and crime, everybody. I'm Rachel Souza. And I'm Michelle Chan. And we're back. I don't know how long we were gone for. Like a month and a bit, I think. We took a break because school was hectic and coronavirus was rampant. It still is. Yeah. And we just needed a short break, but we're back and we're better and we're going to be doing better. Yes, we are fresh now. <laughs> Truly, like the freshest. Mm-hmm. Fresh to death. Um, I'm super fresh. I'm here with my gin and tonic <laughs> in one hand, my case notes in the other. I'm here with my water. Wow. I know. No, wild. quarantine has my family drinking. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I have a new, I'm not sure if this audio recording is even going to work, to be completely honest. I have a new laptop. I upgraded from the MacBook 2011 to the MacBook 2012. I know, huge upgrade. Still eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And not only will this laptop not download the audio program that we use, but I also can't access Netflix or YouTube. So what's the point? The point is I have a working laptop. (laughs) (laughs) That is all I use my laptop for. I know. Me too. But, like, at least I have something for, like, Google Drive. That's what really matters to me. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Okay. So, um, what do you have for me this week? I have an article. It's the nine weirdest and craziest crimes and heists of 2018. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's um it's an article on the entrepreneur website. And Can I try to like guess the ending of each one? Sure. It's written by oh Rose Ledem. Ledem? Ledem. I think it's Ledem. Okay. So, the first one is Oh, why don't I just tell you like what the title is and you can try to guess what what like the rest of yes, it is like. Yes, that's fun. Okay, so a man allegedly poisons his co-worker's lunch. It's going to be exactly that. Some guy <laughs> slipped a pill in a sandwich. That's it. Well, you Okay, uh, how do you think he's going to poison them? Like, with what? Let's go creepy. He put salmonella in the food so it doesn't look like he actually poisoned him. Oh my god. That, that would be a good one, actually. That, um, I was listening to True Crime recently where that happened. Oh my god, that's crazy. Okay, well, that's anyways. Terrifying. In early that summer, a man in Germany named Klaus O was accused of murdering 21 of his co-workers by poisoning their lunches. That is terrible. I know, and after, like, one of the suspects found white powder in his sandwich and then they reported it to the manager. It's always in a sandwich. And then they caught him on camera. But like I said, it's in a sandwich. It's always in a sandwich. It's so weird. I I never pack sandwiches for lunch. But how can you not? It's so easy. I know, but it gets like wet when there's like lettuce and stuff. Oh, right. Vegetables. Things I don't eat. (laughs) (laughs) I guess your meat sandwiches are just dry. Stop eating on my turkey and mustard on white bread. (laughs) With the crust cut off. I also need the crust to be cut off. I don't need it. Like, I'll eat the crust if it's there. I just prefer it without. (laughs) No, when I was younger, I used to rip the crust off if it was not already cut off. Oh, yeah. When I was younger, I did that all the time. Yeah. Just, you can't have that. Just learn to 
now I'm just too lazy. <laughs> True. So the next one, the Swedish crown jewels stolen by thieves on motorboat. That's cool. Not really, but like water heist. That sounds like an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They successfully stole precious jewel crowns from the... What? <laughs> this article doesn't even write the name of the cathedral that belongs to Sweden's. Carl the Sixth and his wife, Queen Christina. They escaped on a motorboat that was just parked below the church. And they have yet to find the jewels or the thieves. Ooh, jewel thief is such a thing that I don't think exists in modern times, but it totally does. Have you seen Ocean's 8? Of course not. Do I watch movies? No. Am I a film student? Yes. <laughs> Actually, like, Ocean's 8 is, like, everyone rips on it because it's, like, an all-female thing of Ocean's 11. But I thought it was funny, and I watched it multiple times. People have the same reaction to the new Ghostbusters. I haven't seen that, but I feel like it's, like, fine, you know? Oh, well, I haven't seen it. That's uh, There's another new Ghostbusters coming out. Well, probably not now because everything's delayed, but... Do you think that all the movies that are on pause now are just going to come out online? Like, I'd hope so, but also I'm not paying a movie ticket price to watch it on my laptop that won't play movies. Yeah, I know, but, like, you know how, like, Onward came out on Disney Plus? Yes, but that's because I pay for Disney Plus, though. Yeah, still I know, but, like, movie. maybe they have, like, a deal with Netflix or something. Like, it's still gonna, like, be... I sure hope so. Popular. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, not New, <laughs> New Zealand has been battling an avocado crime wave. Oh, I love people stealing agricultural stuff. It's actually like a terrible crime, but it's always sounds so silly. Like, oh my god, yeah, stealing as avocados a, as a result of a two-year avocado shortage in New Zealand. It caused the price to go up, and thieves are stealing avocados from orchids in the middle of the night and selling them on the black market damn oh sorry can i go on a tangent real quick yeah i was i went on like a youtube deep dive where i was watching people explore the dark web Uh uh-huh that shit looks fake like it's real but it looks so fake the dark web yeah if you've ever seen like people browsing on it like every website looks like a scam website but half of them are not and it's terrifying i've never seen people go on the dark web i don't even like i assume it's just a bunch of websites that have a lot of ads and stuff no go on youtube search up anna campbell dark web it's a great video i actually very highly recommend okay oh my god about ninety eight thousand dollars worth of ramen noodles were stolen okay that is so much considering ramen noodles are like 69 cents a package (laughs) oh my god that is so much in fayette county GA. What's GA? Georgia. Georgia. Robbers stole packages. Oh my god, wait. I don't know if it's Georgia. I'm just, that was a guess. I'm sure it is, but. <laughs> Whatever GA stands for. Robbers stole packaged ramen noodles from a trailer park off of the highway. They stole 300,000 packs. Ramen? I don't know. That's so strange. Oh, the next one's even better. A man holds his cousin at gunpoint for stealing his cheese grater. That's terrifying. I think this is KY Kentucky. Yes. So after Mason Tackett of Floyd County, Kentucky, caught his cousin stealing his cheese grater, an empty bottle of Lysol, and some soap from his home, he allegedly held Haggins at gunpoint while he called the cops. 
Okay, well, in now times, Lysol, hot commodity. <laughs> that w- This is 2018. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he was prepared. A woman was arrested for running an illegal Botox clinic. That sounds unsafe. Ooh, that, why would you go to an illegal Botox clinic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally, she's just Diane Dak- Danka in Florida just giving patients Botox treatments from her home without a license. Ugh. Yeah, that doesn't sound safe. Ugh. I wouldn't. That does not... I, I don't want Botox, but if I did want Botox, I would not go to somebody's basement to get it. Yeah, that's so sketchy. You know how, like, people in high school go to, like, Pacific Mall to get tattoos? Okay, I am gonna vouch for Pacific Mall's tattoos. They're <laughs> actually good. I didn't get one, but I've seen somebody get one. Not sketchy. I don't, I don't... You know what's funny is everyone thinks that Pacific Mall is super sketchy, which it is, but, like, also not, you know? And the food is so good. <laughs> like, it's not that sketchy. People from outside of Markham think it's super sketchy. Yeah. Well, when I was 15 and I got my belly button pierced, it was, like, right next to Pacific Mall. <laughs> I mean, I've been there, like, since I was a child, so it wasn't ever sketchy to me until, oh, like... of course, same. Yeah, like, I until I found out it was on, like, the FBI list or whatever for... Right? When I found that out, I was like, it's just Pacific Mall, let's relax. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. Okay, two elderly women... I mean, nope. Two elderly men fought over free samples at Costco. Seems legit. Yeah. They, oh, they were swinging fists. Well, I mean, if somebody has, like, a cheese cube there and it's the last one, I don't get it. I'm also swinging fists. Oh, my God. It was a 70-year-old Costco customer patiently waiting in line for his free slice of cheese. It's literally cheese. And okay, it, then and it's never- understandable. <laughs> I'm then- kidding. It's not, obviously not, but cheese is the ultimate food, so. And then a 72-year-old man in a Hawaiian shirt strutted in front of him and they were throwing hands. Damn. And the cops were called. That's intense. Are you still there? Yeah, I am. Sorry, okay. I was just waiting for you to. Do oh, it. no, no, okay. There was a string of beehive ice. Hmm. Beehives? Yeah. Well, so, that doesn't sound very convenient to steal. <laughs> they busted a man named Pavel. Oh, God. <laughs> Tverinov? Tvertinov? For allegedly stealing more than 2,500 beehives worth more than $875,000. Where do you put them? Where I do you put them? Know. That is intense. Anyways, uh, I think last one. Okay. This was an insect and lizard heist valued at $40,000. Where do you put them? Once again, where are they going? <laughs> Yeah, they literally just sold $40,000 worth of insects and reptiles from the Philadelphia Insectarium and Butterfly Pavilion. More than 7,000 insects and reptiles were taking, taken. That's crazy. Which made up 80 to 90% of, of the insectarium's population. Oh my gosh. Imagine just going to work the next day and everything's gone. <laughs> oh my god. That's where do you put them why yes that's what i'm saying where are they going that's so weird and the answer is always the black market it reminds me of tiger king 
I have not watched Tiger King. I have no desire to watch Tiger King. Oh my god, Rachel, there's murder in Tiger King. I know. I just, I don't... uh, It's just a bunch of crazy people who think that they're protecting tigers, but they're not. And I don't, I don't care. It's so crazy, though. You have to watch it. It's so crazy. I I mean, I have all the time in the world. Yeah, get on that. Anyways, what's your case today? Okay, my case today is one that I am super surprised I've never heard of because it's very close to home. Um, so the reason I, the, how I found this case, uh, was that it's very, very slightly related to the Scarborough Rapist. Okay. AKA Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Yes. Um, so before I did the case of Russell Williams, you remember, remember Russell Williams, the terrible guy? Was he, Russell Williams, was that? The the military guy. Yes, military guy, panties. Yeah, so he was lightly related to the Scarborough Rapist because he actually went to school with Paul Bernardo in the same program. And your mom. And my mom, but she wasn't in that program, but at the same time. Yes, Um, I remember. And then, so I was just doing every, I was just looking at cases related to that case, and I found this one as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so information I got from, so Dark Poutine, the podcast, they also did an episode on this. Uh, My Favorite Murder actually covered this in a live episode. Um, and then there was a Globe and Mail article by Jane Gadd and a City News article, uh, written by the Canadian Press. It's like a timeline. And there was also this show called The Detectives. They did an episode on this. Um, and that episode is like the source of all information, really. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell you about Julie Ann Stanton. So Julie Stanton uh, lived in Pickering, Ontario. If you don't know where Pickering is, it's in the Durham region of Ontario, east of Toronto. Uh, so close to close to home for me, for both of us. Uh, she went to Dunbarton High School. She was known to be popular, but incredibly nice and super confident and just stylish. And she was just known to be really friendly to everyone. And she had this best friend named Kim, um, Kim Stark. And yeah, so that's basically all the background I could find on her at all because uh, she was only 14 when this case took place. So I guess not a lot of background was like released on her. Mm -hmm. So let me bring you to April 16th of 1990. So, Julie was seen by uh, a college student in Pickering getting into a gray Monte Carlo in Pickering. What's a Monte Carlo? Um, It's a type of car. Uh, It's an old type of car. I honestly couldn't tell you what it looks like. Okay, let me look it up. (laughs) I also want to look it up now that we're saying this. A Monte Carlo car. Monte Carlo. Oh, okay. It, okay, for people who are obviously listening, because oh. there's no video section of this, it's like it's long. Like, it's like if you were to imagine a car in an old movie, it looks exactly like that. It's like what you think old Volvos look like. Yeah, just like picture old car. Yeah, <laughs> from the 1950s. So yes, so she was spotted getting into this car. Um, and that night she was supposed to be home in the evening, but she did not come home. And it turns out that that spotting of her getting into the Monte Carlo was the last sighting of Julie Stanton alive. Oh, Yeah. So her her parents called the police when she didn't return home. 
and the search for Julie began. So within the first 24 hours of Julie going missing, the police already had their main suspect. Oh. And his name is Peter Stark. So Stark sound familiar? It's actually her best friend Kim's dad. <gasps> what? That's yes. so gross. So, no. So it turns out that Peter Stark uh, matched the description that the witness gave of the driver of the Monte Carlo. It was like shaggy hair, um, mustache, like matched the description. Mm-hmm. And he also owned a gray Monte Carlo. Mm. So let me tell you a little bit about Peter Stark's past. So he actually had a past that involved Julie in it. I feel like I've heard this case before. But I well, think you listen to my favorite murders. Yeah, so. I think that's why. So Peter, in 1989, so the year before this, Peter Stark, who was 46 at the time and Julie was 13 at the time, invited Julie to come onto his boat with him, um, but without Kim. Okay. Under the guise. <laughs> no, nobody do that. No one ever do that. That's so creepy. But you know, you know, when you're 13 and you're very trusting of authority and authority tells you to do something, you're going to do it, you know? Okay, but listen, if anyone's parents invited me on their boat without my friend, I'm not doing it because that's awkward anyways. Oh my gosh, it would be so chill with my parents though. If we had a boat. <laughs> I mean, I go on a boat with your parents now, but if I was 13, I wouldn't. Yeah, I can I can see that. But, you know, she's 13. It's her best friend. She knows her best friend's dad pretty well. It's like, you're trusting of authority. I can see. And, like, so he had told uh, Julie that he was really worried about Kim, about some stuff going on, and that he really wanted to ask her without Kim knowing. Oh, that is the perfect disguise. So he, so she agreed because she wanted to help out her friend. You know, that's her best friend. Yeah. And she went onto the boat with him. And this is when he, sorry, I had to turn my page. This is when he offers Julia an alcoholic cooler. Oh. Remember, she's 13. Yeah. And she takes it because she's like, oh, I'm 13 and I'm getting alcohol, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So she takes it and then no one knows what happens between the moment she drank that cooler and five hours later. Oh my God. So, five hours later, a cab drops her off at her friend's house, and she's confused. She seems really drunk, and her pants were unbuttoned, which is incredibly concerning. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she just looked overall very disheveled, and she had even wet herself. Oh, my God. So, and when she showed up, when she finally sobered up at her friend's house, like, she still had no memory of it. And obviously her parents got involved, but she, and everybody thought that she was drugged, but it was never confirmed. Mm-hmm. According to Peter Stark, Julie had one drink and was just like, you know, a lightweight or whatever. Like, what? Ugh. Oh, wow. One cooler one really cooler, fucks you up. Like, even a 13-year-old could take one cooler and be not in that state. Yeah, that is... A intense state to be in where you wet yourself. Not that a thirteen-year-old should ever drink a cooler. Yeah. Also, even if you shouldn't offer a thirteen-year-old a cooler, what the heck is that defense? Yeah. So he he had actually told police at the time that oh nothing inappropriate happened besides me giving a thirteen-year-old alcohol. Oh, why do you have a thirteen-year-old on a boat that's not related to you? 
Yeah. So instantly it was a sketchy situation and that's why he was the number one yes. suspect. Okay. So uh, a few days later, uh, not- they couldn't link him to the case yet, but Julie Stanton's parents were pissed off, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. And they actually went up to Peter Stark and demanded for their daughter back because they were certain Mm -hmm. it was him. But he denied everything. He wasn't talking at all. But his wife, Allison, who is um, Kim's stepmother, Mm -hmm. his wife, Allison, was talking. And she had a lot to say that was very, like, linked Peter to the case. Okay. So, on... She noted that on the day that Julie went missing, he was late to pick up Allison from work. And when he did, he looked disheveled and his clothes were dirty and he just didn't... Something looked Mm -hmm. off. He told her, oh, I was fixing a part... The car was having trouble. I was fixing a part on the Monte Carlo and that's why I'm all dirty. Mm -hmm. So she brushed it off because, you know, whatever. Nothing had come out yet. Um, And then... When they got home, she noticed that he had scratch marks all over him. And he once again said, oh, it's because I was fixing the car. The car scratched me. I had to go underneath it. The car looks like fingernails. That's what the car looks like. And it scratched him. And let me add this. So the part that he was fixing on the car, I cannot remember. I didn't write it down and I can't remember the exact name of it. But later they found out that the part that he had claimed he was fixing doesn't even exist on a Monte Carlo. Oh my God. Uh, She also told the police that the next day, he threw out all of the clothes that he was wearing the previous day. Okay, that is so sketchy on its own. Like, I never throw out anything unless I throw a bunch of clothes at once. Right? And he threw out specifically what he was wearing the previous day. And he told her, oh, they were just too dirty, I couldn't get the stains out, and that's why he threw them out. big liar energy. Because if I have huge liar if energy, I have any kind of stains on my clothes, I will try my best to clean them. Right, especially like a whole outfit. Exactly. What the heck? Okay, continue. Okay, so weeks later, still there was nothing to link him to the case, and they still hadn't found any sign of Julie. Uh, police were still questioning Peter over and over and noticed that he was changing his story a lot, which, you know, is the biggest red flag. Mm-hmm. So then the police decided to set up a task force to find more information on Peter, and oh boy, did they find more information on Peter. What was the information? Let me tell you two more stories from Peter's past. In the 70s, he picked up this blonde woman who was hitchhiking, and then he introduced himself as Michael, is obviously not Mm -hmm. his name and then he was like lecturing her about hitchhiking being like you shouldn't be hitchhiking it's what if i'm dangerous you know doing that and then he pulled over and sexually assaulted and stabbed her multiple times um did she die and luckily she survived even though he punctured her lung almost severed her spine holy crap she survived and guess what he served? A couple months. Six months. That is... What? Six months. So he was originally charged with attempted murder, but because she was so traumatized, as, like, anyone would be, she refused to go to the court case and face him, like, which makes so much sense. And because she wouldn't go to the court case, they brought his charges from attempted oh, murder down to God. assault. That is awful. Yeah. So infuriating. 
So that was only one case. And then in 1981, uh, there's this woman named Marie Woods, and she went missing on September 21st of 1981. Her car was found at Scarborough Town Center without her in it. And five years later, her remains were found in Newmarket. But her case was never, ever solved. But who was she dating when she went missing? Peter Stark. Why did nobody investigate him when she went missing? Um, so basically they couldn't find anything at the crime scene that would link him to it. Okay. Uh, this will come back later. You'll see. So back to present day, Peter's wife, Allison, was now leaving him mm-hmm. because everything was sketchy. And so the police were like, oh, she's leaving him. She doesn't have that tie anymore. We yes. should definitely interview her again. So they do. And boy, oh boy, does mm-hmm. she say a lot. Allison, super helpful in this case. So, she first tells the police that since Julie's disappearance, he's been super paranoid, all the way down to the fact that he started wetting the bed again. Ew. This man's 47. Ew, dude, what? (laughs) So, that's how paranoid he was. Like, come on, if that doesn't say guilt, I don't know what does. I don't think anything is more guilty than wetting the bed. Yeah. Isn't that but then, an early stage sign for serial killers? Yeah. Well, n- only if it, like, lasts... Don't quote me on this. I think it's, like, if it lasts too long. I don't know. I mean, he's I 47. I one part in Mindhunter. <laughs> he's 47. I feel like it's lasted a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's too long. Well, he started again. He'd never yeah. done that before. Okay. And then, okay, are you ready for this? Allison tells police of this sex game that she would play with her husband in which she would put on a blonde wig and dress uh, dress like a sexy teenager that's a in quotes because gross mm-hmm. um and then they would get in the car and at night and he would drive to a secluded area and then drop her off on the side of a random road and then drive around and pick her back up and she would pretend to be hitchhiking oh my god and then um, when she get, when she would get in the car, he would introduce himself as Michael. And then he would lecture her for hitchhiking because what if he's dangerous? Are you getting the vibe here? This is so disturbing. <laughs> he's recreating the exact scene from the 70s if you weren't getting the vibe. <laughs> I think I got the vibe. Down to the fact that he was using the same fake name. Oh my god, that is um, so creepy and I hate that. But... Instead of the violence, they would just pull off to the side and have violent sex. Okay. So, and then Allison says something even more troubling. She tells police that the week before Julie's disappearance, Peter was begging her to do the sex game, but she wasn't feeling it. And then the day uh, of Julie's disappearance, he was like, please, Allison, I need to have this game. Like, I need to, I need to, I need to. And she was like, no, I'm late for work. Bye. Yeah. And then that day, Julie went and disappeared. So, hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, not good. Okay. So, now we're going to fast forward a year later to June 29th, 1991. So, canoers found concrete blocks in Lake Gibson near Niagara region. Um, and... They went over and they investigated the blocks, the cinder blocks, and found human body parts in the concrete. 
No. So they called police Mm -hmm. and they found more body parts and more blocks. And they found a block with a head in it, which is just... Oh my god, no. And it was blonde hair and the victim was estimated to be in between 13 and 15 years old. So everyone was like, this is Julie. Like, it matches the exact description. She's missing. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Peter had moved up to Niagara at this point. So it's in his region. So, like, everyone was like, this is Julie. But dental records turned out it was not Julie Stanton. What? It was, in fact, Leslie Mahaffey. Does that name sound familiar? No. Leslie Mahaffey, a.k.a. the third victim of Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Oh, my God. Who had... Yeah, we had covered this case before. I was wondering if you'd remember that, but that's how this case is connected to this case. I see. Or that case is. Yes. So, originally, police actually thought that Peter Stark had also killed Leslie Mahaffey. hmm And they were investigating him for it rather than Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, they found a hair within one of the cinder blocks that showed that it was not Peter Stark who did it. Mm-hmm. But this just, like, brought a new wave of attention to the case. Um, and the police set up a larger tax- task force, which involved different police jurisdictions across Ontario. Yeah. They were all going to work together and pile all their information together and see if they could solve this case. At this point, uh, Kim, so her, Julie's best friend and uh, Peter's daughter, Mm -hmm. tells police that her dad had in fact told her that he did see Julie on the day of her disappearance, which he had previously denied incredibly to the police and to everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. So Kim comes forward, which is really... I just feel terribly for Kim. Yeah. This is her best friend and her dad. That is so... Like, I do not know how you're supposed to... Like, your dad did this. That's crazy. And, like, you're probably thinking, like, no, he's my dad. Of course he didn't, but you can't know for sure. And then you're not sure whether to testify against him. And it's just a terrible situation. Yeah, and And he's the only parent you have. Well... I don't know. Her mom was never brought up, so I'm really not sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this task force is solely dedicated on linking Peter to Julie's disappearance. Mm -hmm. And they decide to start by reinvestigating uh, Maria from the 80s, the case of his Mm ex-girlfriend. So they decide to start there and they look over the crime scene again all the way from the 80s, and they find a bullet and a casing that they had never found before. Oh my god, okay. Turned out this bullet and casing came from a Colt 45 gun, and they found out that Peter had a Colt 45 gun at the time of Maria's disappearance, or Mm -hmm. Maria's murder, sorry. So this is enough evidence to, to allow them to start surveillance on Peter, so they tap his phones and such and start following him everywhere. But he knew they were following him, so he was driving just hundreds of kilometers trying to see if if they would follow him everywhere. Okay. And, uh-huh. of course, they were. So then he pulls this trick where he stops at a railroad track, gets out, and stands on the track, which makes them come out of their position and be like, no, man, because they don't want him to, you know, mm-hmm. commit suicide. 
So he forces them to confront him. And they actually had fraud charges uh, against him that they were just saving in case they needed to bring him into cust- mm-hmm. into custody. So at this time, they used their fraud charges. They're like, okay, you're, you're charged with mm-hmm. this. Come with us. And while they're interviewing him on fraud charges, they bug his car. Oh, that's, that's sneaky. Yes. So then... Uh, when they're listening to his car tapes, uh, they find out that Allison it came back to him and got back together with him. What? And this worries police a lot because they need Allison to testify against him and spousal privilege would be a problem. Yeah. So police are like, we need to act now. So they call the FBI. They're like, yo, help us. Mm-hmm. Wait, the FBI? And they... Yeah, the FBI. Like from the States? Um... I'm guessing yes, because everywhere I looked, it just said the FBI, and I assumed that is the FBI. What? That Okay, so strange. So they call the FBI, okay. and they're like, help us. And then they come up with this plan that I absolutely adore. I love this. I think it's, it's, some, it's definitely some Mindhunter shit. It's awesome. So they want to play mind games with him. Mm-hmm. So they decide to arrest him. And they choose an arresting officer that closely resembles Julie. Oh, okay. So that way his mind instantly goes to her. Mm -hmm. When they get to the station, they set up his old Monte Carlo to be in the parking lot and got the officer to walk him by it into the station. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, oh, I just love, like, it's so, like, It's so movie-esque. it's so smart. Yeah. And then when they get inside the station, on every single cork board in the police station, they've plastered photos of evidence they have from the case. Oh my god, this is awesome. And they have officers loudly on, like, top volume listening to his interviews inside the station as well. Mm-hmm. So they've got the sound, they've got the everything, and they bring him into the interrogation room, they're like, confess! And he's like, nope. <laughs> So he still does not confess, uh, but they put him in jail anyways. And then in jail, in the Whitby jail, he makes the big mistake where he tells an inmate that he did, in fact, kill Julie Stanton with an axe. And he also said that he was having weekly meetings with her, which is not proven. Mm -hmm. But he tells all of this to the inmate, and it turns out that inmate is an informant oh my god that's so clever also why the fuck would you brag about your crimes to other inmates it's so stupid i don't know if it was so much bragging or he was so guilty that he just needed to tell someone Mm. that's disgusting anyways so this is enough to convict him and also kim agrees to testify against him in court which is crazy strong Mm -hmm. of her like i can't believe it um and on december 4th 1994 four years after julie's disappearance disappearance um peter stark is convicted of first degree murder of julie stanton and this is the first conviction in canadian history where there is no body found good very good there's justice in the end but the story's not over oh okay in 1996 a farmer in the Manvers Township, which is 80 kilometers from Pickering, actually finds Julie's skeletal remains, and she gets to be buried 
finally uh, by her family, and her family gets final closure. Yeah, that's so sad. And the cherry on top of the cake is, in 2016, Peter Stark dies in jail. Good. (laughs) Of what? Just... I don't know. I didn't go into it. I don't care. He's a dick and the worst and terrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, I'm glad that ended nicely. Well, nothing ever ends nicely, but at least there was justice. Yeah, at least it ended. Yeah, that's true. At least it ended. Um, It's so sad that Julie thought she was just, like, you know, helping her friend at first, and it got her into this situation. She was just being a good person. Yeah, like, she's so... She's 13, man. 14 when it happened, but it's, like, it's so sad. It's just, like she it's your it's your best friend's dad like you would never yeah think anything like that it's so tragic and and it's tragic for not just julie and her family but also his family like kim like it's so tragic for kim yeah it's so sad like she not only lost her best friend but she also lost her dad yeah it's awful that's so awful yes okay Adults. Okay, let's sh- awkward transition. <laughs> I was gonna say adults should not be friends with kids. That is sketchy unless they are your own. Like yeah, or they're your youth pastor. <laughs> yeah, there's exceptions. <laughs> thinking- or they're your teacher. But even then, mm, like don't like you don't should- go on your teacher's boat. Yeah. Also, <laughs> don't hang out with your teacher outside of class when you're a child yeah that's weird unless your parents are present <laughs> yeah unless your parents are there or you graduated present, there's a lot of <laughs> i don't yeah. know i don't know you just you can't you can't trust adults who are friends with kids and yeah, yeah. okay awkward transition out i'm this is so it's so infuriating and upsetting and i cannot Mm-hmm. so what have you been up to wow um nothing (laughs) like literally i just finished school yeah finally when may 7th was my last day which is crazy wow that was like so recent (laughs) what the heck i know what have you been up to um oh i have like the worst sunburn (laughs) like my face is peeling how? Because I went on a 13-kilometer walk without sunscreen. Wow. Good for you, though. Wow, that's exercise and a half. Oh, my God. I did not think that this walk was going to be as long as it was. I thought we were going on a 40-minute walk. It turned into a three-hour walk. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so their face is peeling, so it's good. It's good for me. That's crazy. Three hours. <laughs> yes, okay. The longest walk I ever went on was, like, three or four years ago. Me and my friend Allie walked all the way from Etobicoke to Ryerson. And it took us seven and a half hours, and we didn't get there till night. <laughs> Seven-hour walk. It gave wow. Allie plantar Wait. fasciitis. <laughs> when, uh, when we went to Philadelphia, I think it was about six hours that me and Matthew walked. That's true, because I was chilling. I was straight chilling. Yeah. And you guys were straight chilling. You were chilling. And we were we walked, what was it, 30 kilometers that day? So, yeah, it sounds about right. That's crazy. Well, yeah. I was not straight chilling. I was straight panicking in an audition room. <laughs> you were panicking. But yes. it was a nice hotel. Yes, it was a fun time, for sure. 
Yeah, that was really fun. Um, right oh. before I missed traveling anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> me too. That made me so sad for a second. Right before quarantine, like right before me and Julia were in, me and my friend Julia, we were in New York. Like, thank goodness we were there when we were. We were in New York when there was not even a single case in New York yet. That's wild. And then two days after we left, it was like, there was, they started popping up there. Oh, I man. know. Crazy. It's crazy to think about everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've been <laughs> doing nothing but online shopping and puzzles. Yeah, I do a lot of online shopping and it kind of sucks because I don't have money, so I should stop. <laughs> I have served money, but that's not really for shopping. That's for saving. Yeah, I need to register for that. That's for tuition and rent. Mm-hmm. If school even starts in September... Yeah, I'm starting to doubt that it's even going to start in September. Oh my gosh, that's like my worst nightmare, I think. Oh my god, I feel like it's definitely going to be online. No, no, no. Online school was my demise. <laughs> it's just like, how are you supposed to do school when there's international students and the borders aren't open? That's very true. Yeah, so... And both our schools have a lot of international students exactly it's kind of unfair for them it really is not online yeah well maybe maybe there's an option for online i don't know i don't know how it's gonna work okay instead of high and low this week because everything sucks let's do two highs (laughs) high and higher yes high and higher what's your high um you know i kind of like just straight chilling wow paint opposite of me (laughs) Oh, yeah, you've been painting. It's been great. Yeah, I've been painting. Um, What's your high? My high is probably that I am pouring all my time into planning my virtual birthday party, <laughs> which is happening Fine. in... What day is it? Oh, my gosh, that's that's the thing. What day is it? What it day? is the 9th. It's the 9th? Oh, my gosh, eight days till my 21st. Oh, my God, that's crazy. You're going to be 21. I am, so get ready for my virtual birthday party. We're playing bingo. Wow, we could have gone to Vegas. <laughs> no, thank you. I'd rather sit in my basement and play bingo while wearing formal wear over a webcam. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> even uh, the Vegas thing is even so stupid because it's just like you're the only one that's 21. I know, right? Like I'd have to invite <laughs> people would... with birthdays only in January through April. Yeah, that would. <laughs> oh my god, how awful is it if your birthday is in January? I don't know. Let's ask Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa that's weird okay well, not I mean, that it matters for us Canada. here exactly but yeah, like when she was 19 it probably mattered yeah probably at, no i don't think it mattered because it's still like you could still underage drink not that you should not that i promote it no we're not endorsing that. but i'm all. just saying in the u.s people like to go to vegas and if you go to vegas you can't have a birthday that's in january that is true you need a december birthday yeah I just like and to then point you're going out to Vegas cold. That my is it cold in Vegas ever? No, wait. I oh. I don't know. It's the desert. The, I have no idea. The desert does get cold. I don't know, but I just like to point out that my parents took me to Vegas when I was thirteen years old, and um, that's hilarious. <laughs> and we did absolutely nothing, and I'm not even kidding. Well, I mean, what can you do? You're thirteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Cirque du Soleil. 
Oh, I hate circuses. Sorry, I can't get into my hatred of circuses right now. Oh my god, what? I love it. Oh my god, no. I hate circuses. I hate magic shows. I absolutely Oh yeah, you do hate magic. And I hate circuses too. Oh my gosh, those are my two like things that I absolutely can't stand. Um, (laughs) Okay. What was I going to say? What's your hire? Oh, um... Whoa, my virtual birthday party's in eight days. (laughs) Your virtual birthday... We can't have the same high hire... No, I'm kidding. That's not... No, your hire has to be something that's already happened. I just remembered something. On Netflix, there's gonna be a second season of this trashy reality TV show that I love called Selling Sunset, which is just about bitchy real estate agents. Love. And it's fantastic. Amazing. Um, So I'm very excited about that. So what's your hire? My hire is that... Oh my god, this is like so materialistic of me. But I have never, like, bought myself something expensive, like, ever. Oh, yeah, your necklace. Like, literally ever. And for my birthday, I bought myself a Tiffany necklace. Yo, it's so nice, though. Thank you. And I'm just, it's, it's, I know that's so materialistic, but it's just, like, I don't know. I'm 21 now. I get something nice. <laughs> yeah. No, now. you deserve it. You have lived you. 21 years. I know. Isn't that crazy? Um, Okay, let's let's do one last segment. Tell me what you're watching and what you're listening to currently. Ooh, I like that segment. Okay, so currently, so I don't know why I just can't watch full movies because I just can't sit there even though I binge TV shows. Oh, girl, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Something about movies just makes me feel like there's a time commitment. Right? But, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm watching Parks and Rec. Ooh, yeah i'm almost done um i finished community nice. yes yeah. and i think i finished something else too but i can't remember because i watch a lot of tv shows now so what about you oh wait i was gonna do something i'm listening to yeah what are you listening to oh like listening to nothing like, music or podcast or yeah just like music i don't I don't know how to listen to a podcast without, like, me having to do something else. Oh, I'm the same way. Right? Like, you have to be, I don't know, like, literally just doing something else. I well, can't I just drive sit a there. Lot, so. Yeah, okay, that's fair. What about you? Um, watching, I'm watching Community. I know you just said you finished it. I Today I watched the sad episode where I sobbed my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, I just finished Never Have I Ever which is a show on Netflix that I will highly, highly recommend. It's written by Mindy Kaling. Everybody needs to watch it. Um, And listening to... I'm listening to podcasts like crazy. Like, if I'm doing a puzzle, I'll have a podcast going. Mm. So I'm listening to, obviously, My Favorite Murder, which is obvious. Um, The Try Guys Tripod. I've been listening to that a lot. Hmm. Because it's just so mindless and fun that it, like, takes your mind off whatever's going on. And yeah. then, because I'm a nerd, I've been listening to a Dungeons Dragons podcast. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, by oh my gosh, by Freddie Wong. It's called Dungeons Daddies. I just didn't want to say that, but I did. <laughs> Freddie um, Wong wasn't he a YouTuber? It's funny. He was a YouTuber. Yeah. It's a really funny podcast. Um, He's an OG. And also during quarantine, been doing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons sessions with my friends because I'm a nerd. Nice. Um, the other day, not that all Dungeons and Dragons players. Wait, are nerds, do you do so it online? Really quite fun. 
Um, well, we've just been doing it over the phone and video call. Well, I don't video call because my laptop's a piece of garbage. So somebody but... has the physical board and they move around your characters while you video call? There's no board in Dungeons and Dragons, girl. Dude, I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, man. it's <laughs> There's no board. There's just dice. But I use an online dice roller because I don't own a lot of dice. I see. So remember... It's not Gouda to steal someone's cheese grater. Love. <laughs> so bad. And a tied to go stick works better than throwing out your stained clothes. That's true. Those are facts. Yes. Okay, peace and Goodbye. love. Bye.